Hey Brisbane, are you ready to rewind 80s? The Mixtape Tour hits the Princess Theatre the 22nd of Jan 2022. And this week it's Black Friday and Ticketmaster have 20% off all our tickets. Rewind80smixtape.com.au will get you the link for all the tickets around Australia. We're coming to Cairns, we're coming to Mildura, we're coming to Shepparton. Please log on and join our VIP Breakfast Club and we'll see you around Australia in 2022. It can't come quicker. on his fucking camera. It's amazing. <laughs> How do you have time to learn all that? <laughs> We're coming in remotely today, guys. We're on the other side of town from each other. We I've are. just chucked a little filter on just to make her laugh. The little filter bit, was great. Look a bit like certain drummers, don't I? You reminded me of a couple of my friends when you went cross-eyed to drink your beer. Some people <laughs> do that. And I'm like, who do you remind me of? And it was very scary. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So great. Welcome to the show tonight, guys. We're the 80s Montage. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. We're just going to have a bit of a chat tonight. We're going to see how you are coming out of lockdown. It's like a virgin. Melbourne's opened her fucking legs about time and we're ready to be fucked. We're all out there again, aren't we? We're we are. sort of back on Tinder, meeting up with people. We're fucking going to pubs. We're on Tinder. Who's on and, Tinder? Oh, certain people. There, it's all the rage at work. It's all they're talking about. Yeah, you're kidding. Oh, I'd well, rather stick um, pins in my vagina. There's construction workers. There's construction oh. workers at work. So 
what the what the girls do is sort of uh, go on Tinder while they're at work, see which construction workers are on there, and just fucking you know, hi. Have yeah. you decided to look like that cross-eyed guy the whole time uh, we're on the phone? I am. I'm actually going to get work done. So, oh, look at that one. Look at that one. Oh, my God. I actually, when you did the, the head next to you, I thought that was Mika and I thought, God, you've been banging way too long. He's starting to look like each other. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's you. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it's just great to get out there again. It's getting warmer. The weather in Melbourne's sort of getting a bit more consistent. I mean, it's still fucking November and like having some cold nights and oh, yeah. lots of rain, but we are getting some beautiful sunny days, which is yeah, great. Absolutely. And it's just great to get out there. I went to the markets the other day. It's good to go to all the old haunts, you know, and brothel. Yeah. And I think some people are having a lot of trouble going back out there, which is understandable. Yeah. It's a bit threatening and a little bit scary and people are like, oh, you know, they can't be bothered. They just can't be bothered. We've been trained to stay inside for two years yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, do I really need to go out? Like Maddie and I are a bit like that. Oh, I fucking really, you know. Yeah. But we're going to be I'm, – I'm actually just waiting for the whole thing to happen because – with uh, as for people overseas and new people that have jumped on board, especially Cairns people this week, Cairns went on sale two days ago. The Cairns Performing Arts Centre, isn't that right? My OGs in Cairns, fucking yeah. awesome guys. And I'm from Cairns. Really excited about the mixtape tour, and we've had some lovely people jump on board and buy their tickets already. I mean, it's a year oh, away almost, great. but they're very excited. And my point was. What was my point? Something it was about going cans somewhere. And fucking this it and that. Was, yeah, it was going somewhere. Well, anyway, we've got people that are coming up on the landing page with Rewind Eighties and getting their tickets and stuff. But people are very excited. So there's people that are really eager and keen to get out there, and there's others that really, you know, they're not sure about it yet, which is understandable. Well, it's got a name. They call it COVID anxiety and it's just that sort of thing where you don't want to get your hopes up and your hedge and your yeah, bets because you don't want to be right. disappointed again, you know. Um, and it's something we've all sort of got to get over and get through. So it's good if this episode we just talk about – we have a look at sort of songs that got us through lockdown, yeah. 80 songs that got us through lockdown and – just talk about it a bit and like hopefully just having a chat about it will make it easier for us all, you know. That's it. See, everyone people at Cairns, life's been fucking normal, you know. It but has. In, it has. I know. Yeah. yeah I Melbourne know. and Sydney not so much. So No, yeah. Melbourne and Sydney have been the worst, haven't they? Mm. You know. Yeah. But um, Like a Virgin, that was the 12-inch by a Madonna. I love that 12-inch. I love a yeah, cowbell that goes we'll forever. Listen to Lots of Madonna, actually. Oh, I mean, I always listen to lots of Madonna um, and sort of watching her recent antics on, you know, Instagram and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I watch Fucking a little bit of it and then I sort of go to bed. I don't know. Train, train wreck. Oh, oh, what was that? Yeah, poor yeah. Madge. I mean, look, I, I, who can be bothered? If I was her age, I'd be... Don't expect me to be doing that shit, man. Like yeah, yeah. dressing up and fucking trying to prove to the world I'm still all that. Oh. Like I couldn't give a shit. See, part you of me know? thinks like do whatever the fuck you want. You're mega yeah, well, rich. That's You're true. an icon. You know, do whatever the fuck you want. The thing is she just seems to be putting so much effort into it. And it's do you think like, she's – Relax. Do you think she's worse because of lockdown? Do you think a lot of – there has been a lot of artists that have become worse – 
during lockdown. Like they've needed to be seen all the fucking time. Oh, look, I, I just think it's because she's with like a 15-year-old boyfriend. You know, 15-year-old, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's he's, right. He, he got some pubic hairs the other week. Everyone was really, <laughs> really excited. How fantastic. Yeah. She'll shave so them good. off. Yeah. Absolutely. So tonight on the show we've got a bit of lockdown music. We've got music by The Cure, Bob Marley, Fleetwood Mac, Bronski Beat, Kaja Gugu and Tears for Fears. It's going to be Sexy. a good show. Yeah. Fantastic. Really, so really good. I got my first hair appointment yesterday. I'm so, oh, no, it might have been today. Lovely. I go and get my hair done on the 1st of December because Edward yep. is always so busy. And then the 2nd of December I start Neighbours doing – like a, I'm an on there all the time now kind of chick. Great. So I don't know what that means but we'll see what happens. So I'm pretty happy that I'll have my freaking roots done when I start to do as, that. But as a prostitute down at Lassiter's? No? Do you know what? I wish I was a prostitute down at Lassiter's. In fact, that <laughs> is probably – well, it's free, it's free mantle so they've obviously just pulled me from um, – Wentworth, Wentworth and gone, yeah. let's get her in that, you know, which is very cool. So we'll see what happens. I don't even Fantastic. know what the rules are but I'll be doing it a lot which will be and interesting. on your side of town as well over at Nunawadding. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of – it's not too far. It's too, it's not too far. Like it's up the road from mum and dad so I'll stay there and get an Uber in, you know. It doesn't worry me but it's not yeah. too bad. But it's – yeah, it's exciting because, I mean, I've done Neighbours quite a bit but not like every week and uh. it's – Great money, and they they really pay well, you know, which is great. And if you're not but a dickhead, it's an easy. It's a great buck. It's an yeah, easy buck, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's great. right. And a lot of our Wentworth girls go straight on to that show as well. Oh, great! And yeah, some of them get you know, like uh, Juicy went on there, and and um, I can't even remember who's been on there. I think Doreen was on there. She wasn't too happy about it, but she went on, and. I can't even remember. Oh, well, a lot of the old prisoner people are on there as well. So it's a bit of both worlds. Yeah, that's there. right. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Absolutely but yeah, nice. Brisbane, 22nd of Jan. I just want to make sure you guys know that it's Black Friday on Friday until Monday and you can get 20% off your tickets through Ticketmaster. That's a good promotion. Yeah, it is a great promotion. So you can get on and get 20% off, which is awesome. And... It's already getting there with numbers, so get on that straight away, and you can get onto the mix the mixtape landing page, which is rewind80smixtape.com.au, to get all your ticket links, and especially for cans, Mildura goes on sale next week, which will be exciting. So they're they're all just about ready to line up for Christmas gifts. Ah, wonderful! Yeah, that's the thing. Like perfect, mm. buy them on Black Friday and get. You know, get your Christmas presents out of the road. Exactly. Buy them for all your mates and, you know, it's, it's a night out if you live in sort of Cairns, Mildura, you know, Brisbane. And there's heaps of gigs to be announced. So keep listening, yes. guys. Keep your ear out. Absolutely. But, yeah, good old Cairns. They're excited. I'm so excited to go up there. They'll, which will be great. They'll be magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to give a shout-out to Aaron who has parked him and his mates up the front for his 60th birthday. He's already brought his front row seats. Joy Lovely. is also in Cairns who joined our landing page this week and they're all really excited. So I'm really glad we went and did that, you know, yeah, put it night yeah. on, even though it's a while away. 
The year's going to fly, guys. Like don't even think you're going to have time to even worry about stuff. Just get tickets and it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to pass both of those people and I'm really (laughs) fucking excited about it. Imagine if you know like all the people because you're originally from Cairns. What can you tell us about Cairns that no one knows in around the world? Oh, just lifestyle. The lifestyle is fucking incredible. It's so chilled out. People just want to be chilled out, not be a wanker, have fun. It's hot. It's too hot to fucking be a cockhead. Yeah. So, you know, all you can really do is go swimming. There's beautiful rainforest waterfalls and heaps of places that you can sort of within driving's distance that you can go, you know, for a beautiful swim or go hiking or whatever. Or you can go out in the reef like so easily and actually quite cheaply. And um, it's just so beautiful. And Cairns itself is actually and and please I mean this in the in the best possible way it's a very 80s city it's just got this 80s vibe about it like a bit more innocent just there to have fun you know everyone shags it's just great it's just fucking great are there I love pink it. flamingos there are pink flamingos yes yes that's very 80s do they have them on the walls is it pastel colors and plastic uh, yeah, it's not, it's not sort of Miami, like it's not sort of like Miami vibe. I know where you're sort of going. It's sort of, it's a bit more. I was going more Lasseter's Casino vibe actually. <laughs> yeah, see, it's not like the sort of Gold Coast. It's not like, Gold Coast is its own thing. Yep. Um, Kansas is just a bit more grounded, a bit more tropical. Um, it's look, the city itself is actually great as well. It's got, you know, it's a proper city now and sort of was becoming a proper city when, when I was there. Um, very much so now. And I just think if, if you've got a Myers, you're a city, you know what I mean? But like, you know, you'll be standing in Myers, you'll look out the window and there'll be like a beautiful kind of rainforest hill in the distance with like fucking beautiful birds flying through and everything. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm in Maya and I'm, like, looking at that, you know. So it's um, it's lovely. But don't go swimming everywhere. You'll get taken by a fucking crocodile, yes. right? Yes. Oh, I'm scared of that. Ask a local. Don't end up like half the fucking tourists. And people wouldn't there. believe that overseas, that you can actually no. get eaten by a crocodile. They wouldn't believe that. It's return think, to Eden well, shit, isn't it, really? Oh, it is. It is totally. And, and you sort of, you know, when you grow up there, you really live in sort of co- coexistence with snakes, spiders, all of this, you know. We loved it. We fucking loved it. You're not like living in fear like, oh, Jesus. You know, it's, you, you're sort of coexisting with this reality. You know not to fucking swim where there's mangroves. You know um, not to swim out on your own or at night or you know what I mean? And, and there's just sort of – it's just ask a local, you know, if, if you go there. Um, and uh, always tap your boots out before you put them on if you've had them outside because there could be a fucking spider in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to play some lockdown songs today that have got us through lockdown. And your first one is really cool. Great. And you're going to tell us some stories. Is that right about your lockdown sort of songs or just? Oh, certain ones. I'll just make them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's right. Like (laughs) we always do. Here we go with the first song.
quite the intro there. I'll give you the lyric. I've been looking so long at these pictures of you and oh. I almost believe that they're real. Or something like that. I love it. These are the songs when I was little I used to love writing my own lyrics too when there was an instrumental. Like if the <laughs> instrumental went for that long, I would have written a whole song around it that has nothing to do with that track. With what was to come. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd take it to someone and go, here's my song and they'd go, well, we need to change the chords. You can't use these chords. And I'd be like, yeah, just change them. Just do it. But, you know, or I'd go with the without the music. It was just funny. But I loved doing that as a kid. <laughs> would you ever rap, you know, would you ever rap it? Like, you no, know, I never nothing rap. in common. No, no, it'd trust. be, it would, it would be really... You're lost in the jungle sort of vibe and screaming uh, yeah. out for help shit, you know. Looking around. Which is which is what that song gives me. But, yeah, I loved it. There were a lot of instrumentals in the 80s that used to just start me creatively writing songs. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love The Cure. My, as I've said before, this is my brother's Brett. My, my brother, Brett's favourite band. Um, shout out to Brett. Um, but also sort of this particular track, um, I, 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 fell, I fell in love with my ex while dancing to her, to this track, just in her house on our first date. How romantic's wow. that? That How worked. romantic's that? See, we were working mm. together and um, she, she – um, I said, oh, I'm going to ride over to your place. You know, oh, she invited me over. Ride on um, your bike? Yes. Used to, I was a fit cunt, mate. I used to ride my bike everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, that's good. I think I, I think I lost my license drink driving or something like that. But I, I, um, I used to ride everywhere. And we were doing a show together and, and kind of she invited me over to run lines. She'd come to see the band, of course, because I always fucking pick up through the band. And um, Oh, before you were with her? She came and saw the band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they were having I'm a bit of a of. cast drink after the first oh, week. Oh, okay. Yep. And it had been my birthday within that week, so everybody sort of made a bit of a big deal out of me. Everyone knew me, even though it was like my first big professional theatre show, and I was working with all these stars. And um, uh, they all came to my gig. Um, I think I think she sort of had the hots you know, during the week, whatever, and she was sort of encouraging everybody to come along. And um, so she came. I remember, I ca- we, you know, we came out. It was at the Odeon at the casino and uh, the first song that we did was fucking Video Kill the Radio Star and they just lost their shit. Actors love singers. This is of the thing. Of course they do. Actors love singers. Actors love, love dancers and actors love singers. They want to be them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because, look, to be honest, anyone can act, but fucking only certain people can dance and sing, you know? Mm. So, so sort of actors really have uh, an envy towards, like, people that can sing and dance and so forth. And, yeah, she, she came out to th- sort of thank me after the show. <laughs> Maddie was there and she knocked on the band room door and I had told all the band about her because I'd, you know, done done a rehearsal with her for a whole week and how I was like, I'm going to go out with this chick. I know it. I know it. And um, she came, knocked on the door and when they all saw it was her, they all were like, Whoa! 
It was it was just I like fucking imagine. monkeys at the zoo. And um, I thought, oh, I've, how uncool, I've got to get out of here. So I stepped out of the door into the club and I'm pulling the door closed and they're trying to pull it back open so they can watch and listen. <laughs> fucking cunts. Hilarious. And, and um, oh, she just said how, how much she loved it and everything and I thanked her for coming and pulled her in for a kiss and I kissed her right in the lips. Really for actors that's nothing, you know, but it was something. And um, then the following week she... Um, invited me over to run lines and that was like our first I light. used to do that to musos. Let's write songs. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even fucking open the script, you know. Nah, we got you, you opened a bottle of wine though. I bet you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple we, of um, bottles. Had a couple of bottles and, and um, had, a, had a shag and fucking rest is history, mate. It all happened very quickly as you wow. can imagine. Wow. Yeah, heady days, heady days. But but one thing that was really beautiful and it was a really beautiful moment and, you know, I look back and, you know, fucking things, some things don't work in life but you've got to let go of the bad shit and just remember the good and one mm. of the really beautiful moments was we weren't even together yet but she put on all these, she put on all these 80s songs and it was a mixtape that, Sam Worthington had gave her because she had worked with him before and they were awesome fucking tracks. He, he had really good taste in music. It, it wouldn't have been what you expected. One of them was this song and I was like, I love this and I just sort of got up and started dancing. She got up and started dancing as well. So I just grabbed her and we were like slow dancing and that I remember very, very clearly she just smelt amazing and I just thought, oh, I'm, yeah, I've I'm, I'm, got feelings here, you know. That was, that was the moment. So it was yeah, – I, I love this song. I've got good, really good sort of memories and attachment to it. Great song. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And then uh, – That's so sweet that, you know, the cure that's so depressing and, yeah. and, you know, if you don't get the other side of the coin with the cure, I mean, you can you – can, uh, Make romance as well. Yeah, no, well, you know, it wasn't wasn't depressing when I fingered her later. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think I was actually fingered in that house too. I'm just trying oh, to think who Oh, is that right? It, it was a bit of something a, about that house. Yeah, it was a finger house, you know. It was a finger house, yeah. every room. We used to eat finger food as well, you know. We we did, and when she used to go away, I used to go over there and stay. Oh, did we have the best I? time? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We're, a bit, we're a bit naughty. We're a bit we run wild out in those naked days. in the street. We love to run, run out naked. Street. Yeah. Did it? We, remember, we did a photo shoot, and this is kind of right at the turning point of like everybody having. Um, like a decent phone, a decent camera on their phone, and a so, decent body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yeah, um, and. And, you know, so people, everyone would still have a camera. You wouldn't say that these days. You wouldn't say that everyone's got a camera sitting around because they got one on their phone, you know what I mean? So um, uh, she did actually have a (laughs) a really good camera. Really good camera, yeah. And so we were sort of racing, um, you know, fucking off our face and racing up and down the street naked, pissing ourselves laughing. And then we decided to do a photo shoot on her car. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember you were laying back on the bonnet with all your hair cascading over the bonnet, like your red hair out over the bonnet, like yeah. holding holding your tits, you know, like like yeah. it's sort of and my an badge, yeah, and nothing like it's on. A, 
<laughs> like it's an art shoot. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. We were just like three cockheads holding our balls next to the car, you know. It was so funny. Was there fucking only four funny. of us? There was. Was there only four that night? Me, you, Rip and Maddie. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh, so fucking hilarious. funny. So and then stupid. I remember in the morning finding the camera and deleting those photos. Yeah, you went through it. You were like, if Ash finds these, she'll fucking kill I'm, us. I've got to delete these photos and I did delete them and now I'm spewing because they were so fucking good. They were great and we looked great as well. And we, the sort cars of, were driving past and we didn't care. They're like looking at us while we shit. were naked. Yeah, so and like it was take in another Port photo, Melbourne, you so, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. But fucking. So that's that's a good story for pictures of you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Romance, bit of nudity, and a finger. Oh God, yeah. No, they were the days. We loved it. And I think <laughs> what was that? Early nineties for us. Can't even remember. Oh no, this was sort of early two thousands. Two thousands. Early early wow. noughties. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm going to play a little song that I listened to a bit over lockdown, and I really love it. Love it. time I didn't realise but you just get caught up in that song. Yeah, you need it and it takes quite a while to get to the chorus but then the chorus is so fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Love good. Song. I always listen to it. I think it's very Rewind 80s this song. Very Fuck yeah, Rewind absolutely. 80s. And it's sort of like a, a, a mid-tempo, you know, it's like a ballad without doing a ballad, you know what a I mean? A good starter. Yeah. 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 In the library with a rabbi. Love it. Yeah. And I just think 
this album was amazing. I think at the time, though, I wasn't a huge Tears for Fears fan. It wasn't until I got older and yeah. you heard the instrumentation and you heard the stuff in there that you had time to hear. Yeah. When you're young, yeah. you just don't have time for it. You just want to bop around and they were quite – they had a lot of depth that I don't think I was ready for at 18. No, no, unless they're your favourite, favourite band. not even. I would have been much younger, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and unless they're your favourite, favourite band, when you're sort of that age, you don't go into sort of that deep analysis. But, like, if they're your favourite band, fuck, you, you know, you yeah. know which direction their hair fucking moves in, you know. Yeah, you know that's right. Everything. So. How big their teeth are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but exactly. my girlfriend was a huge a Tears for Fears fan mm. and all her sisters and they were Italian and they used to have it. I always heard the songs in the lounge room on the record yeah. player but I just, I think I was just more Maggie and Madonna and I wasn't ready to get, I don't know, it was just weird but now, oh, my God, I think back and I go, what what legends? Yeah, yeah. There's something generally a little bit sooky about Tears for Fears Um you know, gen- generally, uh, so sort of, if you're not in, if you're not a person that like enjoys a bit of melancholy now and then, you probably wouldn't gravitate towards them. You know what I mean? They're sort of, they're a big kind of eighties. Not that they're an emo band, but it, you know, emos fucking love Tears for Fears as well. You know. Well, we did a Tears for Fears special, and remember we looked into it, and they had daddy issues. Big time. Like they loved complaining about their parents and and school and and the whole thing, so they were a little bit whingy. You're right, and maybe yeah. I did pick up on that. And it's kind of, like, oh, I don't know if I want to whinge, you know. But the Tears for Fears episode, if you want to look back at that over the holidays, that's a ripper as well. We looked straight yeah. into them and and okay. played a whole lot. In fact, that's where I've probably we've played that song before. But it's just a song that you just think I can play it whenever I want. It's a very personal song. You know, like it's it's a song that you would play on your own in the car. You, you know what I mean? Turn it up. Yeah, sing that's along. right. On on yeah. my walks, you know. Yeah. On my walks, I've been listening to them and stuff. But yeah, look, I love that song, and I think that was a good call because I think we should do it in Rewind Eighties. I think it would be amazing. Hundred percent. Because there's Great a couple song. of keyboard sort of parts in there. Just trying to think when we actually did Tears for Fears and what episode oh, that was. A while ago. Yeah, a while ago. It was ago. a while ago. Because we're over 100 episodes now. Mm. And what would be one of your favourite episodes we've done, do you think? Have you got anything off the bat that you remember? Uh, look, I always recommend the Depeche Mode episode that we did ages ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always, I always recommend that to people if they're sort of new to the show. Um I loved the three-part episode where we did um, – it was like obscure bands, something like obscure bands, obscure male artists and obscure female artists or something. It was some sort of three-part special and that one's really funny as well. <laughs> that one's really good as well. I enjoyed yeah. doing that one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm. we'll play another track anyway and this one's a great band as well. These guys are – as underrated as they come, but we'll uh, have a listen to them. It's a, it's a, tr- it's actually so. Tears for Fears were a duo, sort of. This is a trio, and hopefully, this is the track. It may be. 
I fucking ache for that song. I love it. It's very good. I love it. It's just very good. You know, it came it came out when I was so young, but even then I knew what was exactly what was going on with it. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Before, very clear, wasn't it? Yeah, before I even knew what gay was, I knew, I, I knew what was going on. I knew what was going on, and it it um over the years it just I mean it did make make me feel uncomfortable because like in in my upbringing, you know, um, oh fuck, you know, with three older brothers and so forth, um, you know, to be gay is like the worst thing you you know you can fucking possibly be. Things have changed since, obviously, thank God, but um. Yeah, so it was very – it made me feel uncomfortable listening to this song but I was still drawn to it, you know. Um, and I – I, as the years went by, it just struck me how fucking brave it was of them to, to really target this kind of subject matter. And mm. they're, they're – you know, they're, there's barely – it's not like there's heaps of metaphor and they're beating around the bush – it's exactly about sort of a, 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 a gay dude growing up tough and needing to get out of his town and go and move to the city. And his parents aren't there for him. Yeah, his yeah. Parents they, aren't on. They don't want him to be yeah, in that situation. They disown him. Yeah, and it was just it was happening fucking left, right, and centre at the time. And this is sort of um, during the the sort of. AIDS, AIDS sort of years as oh, well. Oh, yeah, very you know? close. Absolutely. And so like a lot of these poor young guys, young guys, I'm talking about like fucking, you know, they'd, they'd get thrown out of home and stuff in their sort of mid to late teens and um, be out there like just trying to fucking find themselves completely on their own. And, uh, you know, we at lost so pool. many. Yeah, that's right, at the pool or at the <laughs> gay bar. Hey. And they're budgie smugglers. But look, I would, you know, eventually I'd love to do like an episode where it's like gays in the eighties because there, yeah, it it, it's a it good really point. was a, a, a big sort of turning point. It was we were still conflicted about talking about it, which was strange because we had been through the sixties and seventies where it was already a thing, um, especially like in the UK and so forth, and. Um, you know, you know, then then in the eighties, it's it's like suddenly we were conflicted about it again. But there was so many artists who were who were openly gay and just didn't give a fuck, and they they were the biggest ones. You know, they they were the biggest ones. Um, yeah, and and the record companies did want to hide it a lot of the time because it didn't sell records as far as they was concerned. No, and these bands were the ones that really broke through the genre of of being afraid of it or what is it or, you know, we were only babies so we didn't know. But the guy that directed this was Bernard Rose in 1984 and he also directed Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So Ah. he must have been the go-to guy where if you want a video done where you want to put a point across because Relax is the same as well. That was banned in the UK on the radio, I think on BBC One, and he must have been the guy you went to to put out that, that it was a, you know it was a story that we hadn't heard before really and I love the fact that it's in Britain and we see all the houses and and you do feel a little bit homeless when you watch this guy and his father just being an asshole to him you know yeah yeah very look very very fucking brave very brave at the time but yeah look down the track I, I would love to do that as as an episode but like you know if we do it guys. 
don't get all fucking butt hurt. You know, like some oh, no, some people get really fucking right. funny about us talking about taboo subjects and it's like, hey, whether you like that. it or not, whether you like it or not, things were fucking different in the 80s, you know, where, whether you like it or not. And we do yeah. go for authenticity in this show and, and oh. you know, it's um, it's something we, we, you know, may cover down the track. So if you've got a complaint, don't listen no, to that No, we, we don't do this show for that reason. I don't listen to people anyway. I never have. Yeah. I wouldn't have a fucking band if I did. Mm, but the, exactly. the pro- I think it was a big issue and there's a lot of people that would love to hear about it because we have a big gay following overseas and, gotcha. and we are amongst that kind of genre. So I think it would be fantastic. So if you do have a song you, you think about or even changed your life and, and you came out of the closet or just a song that gave you strength, like Kylie Minogue's a huge one, Danny Minogue, they all help these people come out and, and feel freer about themselves. Yeah. But Small Town Boy, let's just talk about his voice. It was just an incredible – I wasn't as attached to, to Bronski Beat when they got the new guy in. I was a little bit tortured by that. I needed it to be uh, the main guy. Jimmy, I yeah. I wanted it to be Jimmy and I just thought they lost a little bit of value when they got the other guy in. I can't even remember his name. But Jimmy was the type of dude you looked at and you only – you weren't sure where he was, you know. He, he, he wasn't your staple – like he just sang so amazing that it was like, oh, wow, he's, it's, he must yeah. have spent years on his voice. But I don't know it's, what yeah. he did. Exactly. It's sort of his – the voice was so incredible that you almost didn't care, you, you know. and nah, you, 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 you did talented. not care either way. It was not an issue. It's like, it's like Elton John. It's like it, – you know, and you look at sort of – okay, you look at Prince – you look at Prince, and, and Prince uh, sort of worked with a lot of um, falsetto as well, like like Jimmy Somerville and so forth. Um, but also, you look at what Prince did in terms of like using gender fuck. Like Prince, we Prince sort of used to come out and say like he had a split personality, and the split personality was female, and he he'd you know he'd say that sort of. Uh, he'd write some some songs from the you know and imagine he was a woman and stuff like that. So Prince was sort of doing uh, gender stuff before sort of being gender fluid and so forth was even a thing. And and to have people like Prince and George Michael and Elton John and Freddie Mercury and uh, you know not to mention like Kylie and Madonna and so forth. These were the biggest stars in the world and th- and they they really would have helped like so many young men and women and uh, to be empowered, you know? So it's it's a big it's a big issue. It's a big issue in the 80s. So yeah, look down the well, track. Well, androgyny definitely. was the big thing too. Exactly. Like it wasn't about being female or male. It was androgynous and Annie Lennox was androgynous. Sade yeah. was androgynous. Yeah. You know, um people that were very masculine and very feminine, it was sort of hot. If you were androgynous, you were it, man. You were like the big thing. Totally. And like like especially to be completely masculine but like wear a bit of fucking eyeliner and have a crop top on. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you're fit. Yeah. Oh, ab- but, well, crop tops were huge. Yeah, yeah. And just they sort of, huge. you know, chicks with short hair and like, you know, shaved sides and – 
you know, wearing leather, like rock gear and all. It's so very 80s. Um, and it was sexy. It was so fucking hot. Yeah, yeah people wouldn't look back now and they wouldn't even believe half the stuff. If they were, like, born ten years ago, they won't even believe it, you know. They would yeah, be like, what? Yeah. They used to wear yeah. that. The next one we're going to look at, this beautiful song, is gorgeous. And and Lamar was very feminine as well. I, I loved him. I thought he was quite feminine. He had fantastic haircut. And here we go. Another great yeah, voice. F- fucking fantastic. It just like takes you back to sort of, you know, smoky clubs and you can barely yeah. see people and fucking dancing on the dance floor with all the, you know, dry ice on the floor and, yeah, love it, love it. Really sexy. And, of course, during lockdown it stopped us from doing a lot of shows that we wanted to do. The one show I really want to do is Bass Players in the 80s and we need Timor to do that, our bass player, because yeah. I think – Nick Beggs is one of the most amazing bass players from the 80s who's in Kajagoogoo. Yeah. And there was just some amazing bass players. There was John Taylor of Duran Duran. I mean, he'd have to be number one. And with Culture Club, you know, people like that, that the music and the bass was so bass-driven yeah. that we really didn't have a chance to do that. So look forward to that one next year as well. That'll be awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, Kajagoogoo. I put Kajagoogoo on. I actually heard this song on The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer was on TV the other night and it's the it's when he's in the dumpster and um, what's her name comes out and sees him in the dumpster. He's just been dumped by his oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And they have Kajagoogoo in the background. That movie is so iconic for having great songs in it and you just remember the parts of the movie. And I'm pretty sure that, what, that Drew comes out and – He's really upset about the girlfriend or she's just come back or something. But it's such a good movie. That is a film that I never get enough of. I could watch it right now and laugh at every fucking moment. Yeah, that was brilliantly done. Brilliantly done. And I don't think there has been an 80s movie or something like even the In Excess sort of 
comedy they put out in Australia and all these other telemovies, nothing's really, really got it down like The Wedding Singer. And I know it's a comedy but it was so straight to the point of what the fashion looked like with the tracksuits and the hairstyles and, you know, the funniest guy in that for me is the brother-in-law where he's got the – he looks like one of the Sopranos, you know, with the bloody velvet tracksuit. Like Uh, that's exactly what we were wearing. He's got like the fucking – Yeah. (laughs) He's got like the fucking shaved almost – I don't know what it is but – the one that likes his nipples played with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is incredible and such a good car. Like he's just so well cast. And I remember my dad in a velour tracksuit going out to get the paper off the grass, you know. It was a <laughs> fucking thing, velour uh, tracksuits. So fucking funny. There's so many characters in Wedding Singer. I just love like Linda the ex-girlfriend's fucking fantastic. She's and then, great. Yeah. All look, all the performances in her are fucking goal. You wouldn't say there was a bad one. You know, the mums, the dads, all of them. They, it's just so quotable, like Steve Bashimi in it, remember? You know, yeah, fucking he great. was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, Billy Idol was even great in it, you know? Oh yeah, for yeah, for that sure. Brought him back to life and can you remember he went out to it? <laughs> Can you remember the bit where they're going out and they're, you know, Drew Barrymore's character is, um, she's about to get married and so they're friends and they're like going out and fucking looking at wedding cakes and stuff. Yeah. Remember? And there's like a conga line where they've got, they're sampling wedding cakes and they're like in a line and they're turning around and feeding each other cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then like at the end, one of them turns around and there's just like a chick that they don't know at all and she's got all fucked teeth and she's got her mouth open and just like, she's like fucking like eating the fucking cake. It's so So fucking stupid. And I'm pretty Uh, sure that was Hall and Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True through that scene as well. Yeah. Like how do you, it's so great that you hear the songs and see the scenes together. Like everything just worked. We did do an episode on the Wedding Singer and Stranger things as well. We did very early. I think it was. Yeah, very early. Second or third episode in fact. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Because we wanted to look at stuff that worked. I mean, and we were right. That's probably those two things have worked as far as 80s reruns and making, you know, new stuff look authentic. That's the word I'm trying to look yeah. for. And so look, I've got when, a commercial when, too. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I need a piss. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now what were you going to say? Oh, I just fucking give you my social security number on the show. It's fine. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Well, this is a special commercial and this is what reminds me of lockdown because I'm going to have to start wearing this shit again because I've been really bad at wearing this stuff. No, no, close. If a complete stranger suddenly gives you flowers, that's Impulse. Impulse is the cologne body spray with the reassurance of a deodorant. And Mischief is the new Impulse fragrance. It's making mischief all over town. Oh, I've been making mischief with my armpits this lockdown. Impulse. 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 Remember that? Mate, I actually nearly brought some today because I am scared of what's going on. Yeah, you can. 
Fuck. I don't know whether you can get mischief. They had all crazy names for the for the cans. What like and gonorrhea stuff. and stuff? Yeah, no, I don't know. Like sweet peep, sweet ass. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, they, uh, you know, I had a look at Impulse today and I thought about it because I had to go and buy two lots of deodorant today because I haven't been wearing it. Why would you wear it if you don't leave the house? You know, I give your arms a rest, but now, oh, Jesus, after the day we had today, I was like, if I don't go and buy two lots of uh, deodorants, no one's going to want to come near me. And we're just start, just about to start the gig again. Fuck yeah. And, the, you know, no smoking inside anymore for fucking mm. couple of decades now. So you yeah, can really yeah, smell it. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to say, like, especially if you're a dude, wear fucking deodorant. Yeah. Wear deodorant. That's you right. Know? Don't be a smelly bastard. It's not sexy. Absolutely. Ugh. It isn't sexy and but people can't smell themselves. That's the problem. I can smell myself. I go, no, but I've really only been on my own walking around, but it'll be fine. But I just remember that that's just going to be a huge issue for me. Well, you know, we all probably let our uh, hygiene and, and sort of looks and so forth slip a little bit during lockdown. I'm, I'm sort of trying to get back on top of it. And I had a fucking big long beard until the other week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there was a, um, you know, when I was shaving it, there was a fucking bird's nest in there. <laughs> yes. Good old impulse. Impulse. So in the commercial, the guy runs to the flower shop and buys flowers and gives the girl the flowers. Yeah. Like if people run up with you know, and that that kind of was the thing with Impulse. But, you know, Kylie Minogue had an Impulse can in the locomotion from memory. Serious? I think she, wow. Yeah, I think there was product placement in the locomotion. You can quote me just from memory. I think she shook the can and impulsed herself. Uh, sprayed it in her mouth. Definitely product placement in that. Sprayed it in her mouth. That's right. Your girlfriend at school mouth. would always like, you know, if the girls thought there might be a hot guy coming, they quickly they run to their bag and put a bit of impulse on. And it was like fucking Everywhere. intoxicating. Like they were like the sweetest fucking smells, you know. Like, because you're yeah. always wanting to get the next flavour. They had flavours come out all the time. Yeah. So if you did sport at, at high school, you'd spray it all over you, fucking on your bum oh. and in your vag. Because – the more you used it up, the more you could try another flavour. Oh, yeah, right. But it was just the 80s thing to do. I remember now and then running out of, um, you know, or forgetting to put on deodorant at high school and saying to my girlfriend, hey, can I just have a spray of your deodorant and putting it on, fucking burnt. Yeah, oh, very burning. strong. Oh. Very burning. If you've just shaved your armpits, yeah. you would burn your ass off, absolutely. I shouldn't have sprayed it on my asshole. Yeah, well, that's right. When you get that waxed, maybe leave it for a day. Live and learn. Absolutely. So I thought we'd go in from a TV commercial to a one dick wonder because everyone loves these episodes. I'm hoping we haven't used this song before, but I really, really love it. So here we go. Here's the intro to our one dick wonder.
one dick wonder, Maria Vidal with Buddy Rock. That's a fucking good one. It is. I don't what know. What year did I, this come out? Oh, look, I don't know. I think it was 1984 to go with the film Body Rock. From oh. memory. We loved it as Aussies. We, we went to number 26 with us in yeah. Australia. But yeah. it was a club hit really. Like you'd hear it at like Inflations or, you know, Lassiter's or wherever you went in the 80s it would be played there. But she, look, she went on to have – look, she sort of knew where she went and stopped there. So she had this song. It was quite huge. She was very – I think she was – Puerto Rican part, sort of like an Irene Cara but a Puerto Rican version and not as successful. But she was successful in the end because she actually wrote Summer Rain by Belinda Carlisle and worked on the Paul Stanley album, which was incredible. And she's one of the backup vocals for I Can't Wait, the Stevie Nicks song. And she just did BVs from, from then on and wrote songs. So she's actually, I looked into her and went, gee, you've done all right. Yeah. Oh, great. She should have kept Summerine for herself. Yeah, well, you know, I think Belinda was hot. and She was very hot. That was a good album too. I've got that on vinyl. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you know you can't do much else. I mean, if Body Rock, I'm sure she would have had a single to follow up and it probably did nothing and then she's gone, all right, well, this is where I've got to go. So it's not really a one dick wanted to, to think like that. You're actually quite a good artist when you know which direction to go in, you know. That's right. But sort of, yeah, with, with her name underneath, yeah, she's pretty Oh, yeah. She would one, have. One dick Summer wonder, Rain. Yeah. I'm, and Summer Rain was also released by another fucking Aussie uh, UK band. Oh, they were Aussie, remember? Oh, we were fucking, they? Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. <laughs> they did an yeah. appearance when we were in that other 80s band at Odeon and um, – they slinky came, Minks or not? Yeah, we not. used to call them Slinky Pink. No, we used to call them Stinky Pinks. Oh. <laughs> was it definitely them? I just don't Three remember. chicks. I think they were, you know, what girls. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually quite lovely, those girls. Oh, I'm, yeah, are they? I actually met them. I've done photo shoot for them, yeah. Oh, nice. I Years ago. But no, no, I mean, look, sh- they wouldn't care anyway. But um, they. I think there's only two of them left now. From Right. Them. Yeah. I see them on Facebook, but they are lovely girls. But yeah, it was re released and it was really big in Australia again with that band. And then Summer Rain, she would have made a fortune. Yeah. And working, like, I can't wait. I love the backing vocals on that Stevie Nicks track. I think it's a great BV. Fuck yeah. Which track? I can't wait, I can't wait. We have your make up my mind. Yeah, it's, you know, Stevie Goat voice. Yeah. And the girls were quite strong behind her, you know? Yeah, yeah. So talking about Stevie Nicks, we might go on to one of your tracks that you wanted to put in because it's a it's a it's a ripper and we'll have a chat about it in a minute.
fucking love that song. I love really? it. Really? Yeah, I really do love it. It's sort of um, – it's different to a lot of Fleetwood stuff. This is written and sung by Christine McVie. Um, and it, so it's not the sort of Stevie lead vocal that you expect from from Fleetwood, although you can hear – you can definitely hear Stevie in it, like, you know, unmistakable Stevie voice. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I loved it. There was just um, just something really sort of uh, – Mysterious about it. I loved it. Did you listen to it during lockdown? Fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually played this acoustically on guitar at a, at a live performance years ago when I was freshly separated. <laughs> and oh. it, was a, it was a sort of – it was a bit of a dig, I guess, at the time. But um, – um, yeah, look, I I I love the I love the song Christine McVie, mate. She's not in the band anymore. Um, she very much oh, looks isn't like she in the band anymore. No, no, she doesn't tour with them anymore. She hasn't for a number of years. So oh, so I, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she, which is a shame because like it was a really good balance. And, so who and, does the female then? Oh, I don't know. Stevie Nicks. No, but he who does the keyboards? Don't know. Oh, you sure she's not still in the band? I didn't think they yeah, were falling out. She doesn't. Oh, Lindsay's I don't think they not had the a band. I don't think they had a falling out. She just was sick of touring. I think. Right. Yeah. Oh well, that's interesting. I thought she was still in it. I thought she's been working with um, our Aussie boy. Yeah, Freaking, right. I might be wrong. Um, yeah. Crowded house dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure she um she she yeah she doesn't tour with them anymore. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I find her a little bit annoying. She's a little bit light on for me. I never she, liked the song. She at looks all. like a truckie. You, you she me? looks like and a truckie. She she um yeah, lovely lovely chick. Um, she looks like half the women in the western suburbs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. But I – look, she was one of the singers. So there was three singers in Fleetwood. She was one of them. And then there was Lindsay, Lindsay. and then, of course, Stevie. Stevie, yeah. Yeah. I loved that album, Tango on the Night. I really loved it. Yeah, it came out in 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't really get into it but – Didn't you? I don't know what I was – no, I think I was just too busy clubbing. It was fucking massive at the time. Massive yeah, at the time. Yeah, no, it was. It was, absolutely. I think yeah. that's what was annoying about it. it was always on the radio and I was like, ugh, you know, but I don't know. But this next one, I want to know why you love this song because this smells like a bit of reefer to me. Africa, brought to America, 
Fucking love it, mate. Absolutely love it. It is – reggae is my favourite, consistently my favourite music genre. And what I mean by that is I can listen to reggae all day, every day and not get sick of it, but I'm not like that with other music genres. You know what I mean? I might love other ones more, but in in a kind of consistent sense, reggae. Reggae. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because this was 83. This came out after he died. It did, And yeah. no one – look, people knew who he was but it did bring him to the forefront a little bit more because it was quite 80s and we didn't see him in the video, obviously. We couldn't. Yeah. But people that didn't know of him because he was so undercurrent with the whalers and stuff, we – we, we learnt about him and then he became huge again because he just died not that long ago. I think they released a couple of tracks after his death. Yeah. And everyone loved them. I was in a band that did reggae. Yeah. And we did a lot of Bob Marley and even looking out at the punters, they just can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, um, he, he, I mean, he really became icon status. He was like a, a living icon for Jamaicans and he was, you know, really actually quite political and, um, mm. you, you know, a, a big, a, a very political, like all the, all the music was, was quite political. And uh, this song is actually, oh, I've got a connection to it from being a kid. I've got really, really curly hair not a lot of people know because I cut it really short. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I've got really, really curly hair, like fucking steel wool. And, you know, when I was a kid and had it sort of long and stuff, uh, my family would call me Buffalo Soldier because um, Buffalo Soldier is what I, – I think this is right. I think this is right. Buffalo Soldier is what the Native Americans used to call – the slaves, the African slaves, when the African slaves were forced by the American army to fucking send them into battle. So, like, you know, the, yep. the uh, American Americans brought the slaves over from Africa, made them go and fight the, the, um, the uh, Native American Indians. Uh, sorry, not Indians, Native Americans. And the uh, Native Americans had never seen people like this before you know what I mean and they used to call them buffalo soldiers because the texture of their hair was similar to a, a buffalo's hair that like really you know really yeah. tight sort of um curly hair um and yeah so that's why my my family uh w- would call me buffalo soldier and especially when I grow it long and it, it, it actually led me I used to hate it at the time but it actually sort of led me to the song 
and therefore to Bob Marley and therefore to reggae generally. And it actually plays a big part of my life now. If I'm feeling shit, I'll turn on some yeah. reggae and I, I will feel better. If there is a if there's a situation that I feel you need to make the vibe better, like, you know, if people are sad or tense or whatever, mate, try it. Try it at home. You whack on a bit of reggae, it lightens everything up. And Bob Marley used to say himself, he used to say there's magic in the music. He purely, he absolutely believed that there was a magic within reggae that when you played it, it sort of released people. And I, I just love that. And look, time and time again, I've seen that happen time and time again. Bit of reggae comes on, people feel better. I love it. Absolutely. So if you look at the video clip, that's exactly what you've explained in the video when, you know, Buffalo soldiers are all there in their outfits and touching their hair and they talk about their um, dreads and stuff. But I love the video. I think it was amazing because it was like, wow, they've made these people go to war. Like why? You know, like it was quite full on for me to watch as a kid. But when you play this stuff in a band, especially people that don't wear deodorant like me, um, they love it. They love it. And it's (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like it's very Brunswick area and stuff like that. Like it used to be in the 80s anyway, 90s. Yeah. Especially the 90s. But um, we got one more song and then we got a love and leave is for the week. And it's probably the opposite to that song and it goes like this. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Do you know what I've been listening to this week? Yeah. We charted in the Aussie charts the other week right next to a podcast called Gangster Chronicles. Wow. And I'm obsessed with it. Oh, serious? It's about gangsters in the 80s, 70s and 80s, Easy E and all that stuff and they explain who the hardcore gangsters were and who they weren't, who were the good guys. And it's really interesting. And it's almost like – I don't know, like, what's everyone listen to now that, like, 
true crime but with yeah. gangsters. Yeah. It's really interesting and I just listen to it. If you get into the same sort of tone and, and stuff, it's quite a good – and the only reason I found it was because we charted right next to it and we had the Rapper's Delight one out last week and I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder how they've charted together but maybe it was a tag or something we put in and then I thought, I'll have a listen to this Gangster Chronicles and it was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. It's look. This has really sort of come back into my stratosphere recently because we did the the hip hop episode the other week. Um, but ever since we did the break dancing episode a while ago, which we did within lockdown, um, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, this record is the it's the best hip hop rap record. I fucking love it. I live and breathe it. Came out in eighty eight, and it sort of. You know, we talked about a little bit about this last week. Sort of broke a bit of the mold with, um, or a bit of the trend with uh, hip hop and rap and so forth, because it was coming out from the west coast. It was coming out of LA, you know, and not New York, sort of where where hip hip hop began. So it was really different, like a lot stronger, very very edgy, and um, you know. It, NWA, of course, like we, um, Ice Cube, MC Ren, Dr. Dre, and Easy E. Um, yeah, love those guys. Love those guys. But uh, again, it was funny. We did the um, we did the episode the other day, and we we played um, we played fuck the police, didn't we last last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah, we did. A, the following day, a kid, a year six kid at school. Oh no! There's a, there's a girl who whose dad is a copper at school, and um, he's fucking hot as shit. The copper, the dad. Oh fuck, mate. Hope I yeah. Anyway, he um, <laughs> um, this this other kid really really fucking naughty. And, you know, rough background and everything. And so that this, this chick could hear out the front of the school, he was singing Fuck the Police and really giving wow. it, yeah, really fucking loving it. It wasn't because he heard our six. podcast, was it? <laughs> no. No, oh, no one God. knows. No one knows. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, Teaching um, the kids what it's like. When I found out about it, I saw the kid. The kid got like an internal suspension, you know, where, where they – they they have to sit in the fucking principal's office for a week, kind of thing. Um, and <laughs> he's this kid's really naughty. He likes me, um, but yeah, when I, I saw him, I saw him just uh, yesterday after he'd come out of his internal <laughs> suspension. And I just wanted to say, yeah, you can't do that at school, but it's a fucking good song, isn't it? You know, it's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, cheeky little bastard. I wonder who's teaching him all that. Well, mate, this this I mean, this music is legendary. It's like it's like the Beatles of of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like it really mm. is the best of the best, mm. and and so it speaks for itself. You know, it speaks for itself. Yeah, right. That's interesting. How old's this kid? Eleven. Uh, <laughs> you sure he's not listening to the podcast? Yeah, no, he wouldn't be. Although. I'm about to sort of start collaborating with this Australian rapper. Um, right. I'm just, I'm just sort of like a consultant, in you know, within his career, so helping him out with a, a few things behind the scene. Uh, called Spanion, and he's got a podcast as well. Um, and all you know, Spanion mate spent most of his life in jail, 
fucking six foot six point six foot four or something like that, ripped with tattoos all over his body, mate. It'd fucking kill you, you know. Like he's he's you know a reformed criminal. He's not a it's, he's not a poser, mate. He's full on. I was actually really wary of um, you know interacting with him, but he's you know he's cool. Um, but the kids listen to him. Holy fuck! Yeah, the kids at right, school listen course. to him. Yeah, he's, he's sort of he speaks in sort of jail. He speaks in sort of like jail language and stuff. Oh, and, wow. and the kids the kids copy him. Yeah, so they know all about him. Wow, that'll be yeah. interesting in about ten years. Yeah, he's like a sort of chopper reed kind of thing, you know. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Wow. Hey, hey Spanian, he'll never hear this. Yeah, that's good. Well, there you go. That was our little lockdown songs that brought us out in lockdown. I made us feel better. Love it, love it. Good to reflect and look back yeah. and look. Fucking guys, there's music playing in the bars. There's dancing happening on the dance floors. Get out there and fucking enjoy it. You know, we've got to show how. We've got to show the kids how it's done. For fuck's sake, and get out there. Someone's got to do it. And it's up to us. So get out there, have a beer, have a dance, write yourself off and get a new Yeah. Home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, we will see you. We've got a couple of corporate gigs coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're rehearsing for the first time in maybe six months on next Thursday. That'll be great just yeah. to get to uh, rehearse and go through all the songs. And... I think our next major gig is really Brisbane, January. 22nd. It is in the new year. Yeah. And we yeah. have a lot of Brisbane listeners, so get your ticket, especially Black Friday. That'd that'd be rocking. Yeah. And just remember to, if you like the show, to subscribe. That'd be really cool. Yeah, pretty much. Like, share, rate, and review. Give us five stars. You know all those things. What you can do, apart from becoming a subscriber, of course, just hit the subscribe button. It's easy. Become a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And for $10 a month, you get all the extra episodes that we do sort of, you know, when we get really pissed. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. Well, that well, that's it for this week, guys. We hope you uh, are really well and don't give yourself a hard time if you can't quite go out just yet. It's all good. Everything will feel normal after a while. It's a bit like that for a few people though and I was going to say next week I think we're going to be with Batesy doing 12 inches of the 80s and there's another idea I've got that Maddie hates but I think it's fantastic and we may do that as well but who knows but we'll we'll (laughs) definitely do two next week because it's only like five weeks until Christmas. Fuck yeah, 100%. It's not far away. we'll, We'll probably end up doing a couple of live crosses from Cairns when you're up there. Yes. I'd say. That'll be fun. And that would be good because people love those episodes where we talk from cans and get you in from cans. Look, I'll get everyone warmed up for our gig up there, you know? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, you can check out the theatre and see if they're doing the promotion they're meant to be doing. I'm sure they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, guys. Good on you. Hope you love the show, the 80s montage. And if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.